Hello, all of you beautiful, powerful, incredible, strong humans. Welcome to another episode of the Self Love Effect Podcast, where we strive to be our most authentic, unapologetic selves, embracing our real and helping others live in their true, authentic form. And that is what it's all about, changing the world together, inspiring one another, helping each other grow and learn. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and I cannot wait to share with you today's guest. But before I do so, if you have gained anything from listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you left a review subscribed, shared with family and friends. And this is how we are able to grow organically through the algorithm and reach many more lives. Now, before we get started with today's podcast episode, I want to encourage each and every one of you guys to head over to Facebook and join Team Self Love Effect. We do have a private Facebook group page. This is not only for my clients and my transformers. This is for all of you. So everything that I share on Instagram and everything I share on my announcement page on the first form app, it's an extension. And through the community, I'm pouring and giving you guys the tools necessary and the resources. That way you are able to grow and learn and take these tools with you lifelong transforming not just your life but those around you. Now before we get started, I want you guys to take a second and repeat after me, but without having to close your eyes this time, I want you to repeat after me, but I also want you to write this one down. Okay, so if you're not in the middle of driving or busy, you can always come back to listen to this part. So with that being said, repeat after me. There is no limit to how many times I can restart. I give myself permission today to know that I am worthy, that I don't need to feel guilty and shame for starting over. Wherever, wherever I am at in my journey, I will give myself grace and compassion and know that I have not failed unless I decide to give up on myself. So I will keep investing in me I will keep believing in my capabilities and I will take it one day at a time. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. So this is your reminder to take it one day at a time and that you can start over as many times as needed. As long as you continue to pour into yourself, as long as you continue to show up for yourself, that is what it's important. That is what matters. 
And that is what's going to make the difference in your life. Our special guest today is Morgan Connell Hall. She is an intuitive life coach, yoga, meditation teacher, and Reiki master who helps busy moms reconnect with themselves, their purpose, and their power. She helps find their authentic voice and embrace their divine feminine to craft the life of their dreams and shine their light into their world, empowering them to be who they truly are. Now, I hope you guys walk away from this podcast feeling absolutely empowered. I know I did. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Welcome Morgan Connell Hall to the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm so excited to have you apart and really hear what is it that you do and really tell us about your journey of, you know, not just finding yourself, but allowing yourself to give yourself permission to be your true authentic self through coaching. And so um, without further ado, welcome. And, you know, if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and we'll just go from there. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. So yes, Morgan Connell Hall. I just recently um, uh, took my Reiki certification. So I've delved into the energy work world. But initially, I started off, you know, in the corporate setting, working full time and then having babies and trying to juggle what that looked like. Um, And it got a little bit difficult within that I was already a yoga teacher and then when everything kind of came to a halt and the pandemic took over there was a drastic shift I found for me I needed to really get more centered in myself and my priorities and what I needed and wanted out of life and that's when I really started to dive into the who am I what am I here to do how can I better serve how can I better you know, shine my light and do do the work that I mean to do here in this world at this time. And so that's when I shifted from that corporate world more into the coaching realm and integrating my yoga, meditation, teacher training in with that, as well as the Reiki. So the energy work really um, is, is newer, but it all contributes to that holistic point of view. So we look at, you know, how can we better ourselves on a physical, mental, emotional, and energetic layer. And so really when it comes to my coaching, we approach it from that standpoint um and what's so great is how one always feeds into the other you know if we are having any emotional difficulties it can affect us physically um even on that energetic layer which is so subtle and people don't even realize that it's affecting them um it can also manifest in in injury and so on and so we like to dive deep but then also work on that surface level and really just try and understand who and what you want to bring in to your day-to-day and how can you express it in the most authentic way and really live the life that you you're craving and you want because you so often get caught up in that day-to-day this is just the humdrum of what needs to happen and the hustle hustle and really going inwards and connecting with what is truly meaningful to you I think it, it leads to drastic changes and more freedom in your life and depending on what your priorities are that can really come to the forefront and you can live the life of your dreams right right 
um, the beauty of surrender, right? Yes. And you surrender who yes. you are, who you're meant to be. And, you know, when you live with purpose, the beauty of that is like, as you speak, you know, you found coaching, but now you're helping others to live their purpose, empowering them to be their authentic self. And then they go and empower other people because other people are like, you know, you're so different. What did you do? Like, what are you doing? And, you know, the answer is I'm living with purpose now. And, And we find ourselves, like you said, going through the motions, constantly going day to day that we forget, we either leave ourselves on the back burner as moms or even men too, whether they're dads or not, just people in general, we tend to leave ourselves filling everybody else's cup besides ours. And then we find ourselves in frustration, anger, overwhelmed, shouting at random people, or even our kids, for those of us that have kids. And we're like, what are we doing? Like, okay. Well, there's, there's something not aligned within us. And it's normally because the body, the soul and the mind are all on separate like planets, so to speak. Exactly. In conflict. Yeah. That alignment is really key. And I think that what happens is most of the time we, we kind of get stuck in that idea of it's like a fight or flight response. And, and that is where the fear response comes. So it's anger and resentment and it comes out in that way. And oftentimes our families are the ones that suffer the brunt of it because they're the ones that are closest to us. Right, right. unfortunately and so it can lead to a breakdown in that connection and I think that if we reconnect inwards and to ourselves and to our true alignment and purpose we can come at and approach everything from a place of love and not fear and within that connection that we found in ourselves we can better connect with those in our lives so the ones closest to us and even strangers on the street you know how you treat somebody at the grocery store or when you're stuck in traffic and it's that energy that you can cultivate and bring with you that just becomes magnetic and you you begin to literally shine people are just attracted to you because you have that energy about you that's more calm and it comes from that place of connectedness and compassion yeah yeah it's um it's one of those things where people ask like what are you doing like what you know like I said earlier what are you doing what's different but the energy that you now encompass is so much different and, you know, it speaks volumes and, um, it's not so, you know, some people think, oh, it's because, uh, regardless of what you hear, I'm sure clients have brought you have probably spoken to you about this, but, oh, I, it seems to me like I'm overconfident or people think, you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's not that you just, you care about the right things. You attack life with a different purpose. And now the energy, the universe, whatever you want to call it is now pouring more into you because you've poured so much into it. And so it it just goes in a full circle, right? That's absolutely correct. (laughs) It's that reciprocity, that, (laughs) that law of attraction. It's really Mm. what you put out there is essentially going to come back to you. And so, yeah, it's, it can be difficult to not, or to switch out of that victim mindset, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think so often a default for a lot of people and that negative self-talk and so on, but it's really beginning to catch yourself in those thought patterns and then just changing the narrative bit by bit and understanding where that may come from. So 
you can dive deeper into, you know, inner child work or limiting belief work and really start to understand what's driving those thought patterns. But even from a surface level, if you just look at it through the lens of curiosity, where you just think to yourself, why, why is that coming to mind? Or why do I think that way? Or what is stopping me or holding me back? Or how, why am I, you know, reflecting on this on, from a negative perspective? And then start to make those little shifts here and there. It, it eventually becomes a default. And then that default leads to you just approaching things from a different perception and um, allowing more of that reciprocity to occur. So what you're putting out there, you're attracting back. Yeah, yeah. Now let's rewind just a second. I want mm-hmm. you, uh, if you can, to explain to the listeners what it is the law of attraction. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so there's uh, universal laws. Law of attraction is one of the most popular ones. I think it was popularized by the book, The Secret, more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is essentially that everything is energy. And so, you know, when we talk about Reiki, it's the same, same essential basic information is that with everything being energy, you're either vibrating at that higher emotional level or frequency or lower. And so there's even been experiments on the effects of vibration with water and plants and the light, how it can, um, depending on the frequency, help plants thrive or, you know, it can actually kill plants if it's on that lower vibration. So how you are presenting yourself or how you are, your thought patterns are occurring or what emotions you are feeling affect that frequency and that energy that you're putting out. Because we are energetic beings, we receive energy as well as put out energy and absorb energy. And so um, with it all kind of depending on what you're going through and how you're approaching life, if you are vibrating at that higher frequency, you're going to attract that frequency. If you are vibrating at that lower vibration of victim mindset or, you know, just lack of enthusiasm or understanding or compassion that's what you'll attract back into your life so it really is basically energy (laughs) and the law of vibration feeds into that Um, and the scarcity mindset will and the fear mindset will lead to that lower vibration frequency the vibration of love and compassion and kindness and gratitude which we focus on a lot with our clients is the gratitude practice becomes essential to increasing that vibration. So it's something that can change day to day. And that's why if life isn't happening the way you want it to right now, it doesn't mean it can continue that way. That's, I think, the biggest thing is you can make these changes and transformation can happen instantaneously. It's not always easy and it doesn't happen, you know, overnight sometimes depending on what's going on in our lives but knowing that it can change and that the story can be different for you I think is a good perspective to start approaching things from yeah yeah and when it comes to gratitude practice Mm. um do you you know just have your clients because we see this a lot nowadays um I think the last few years but mostly the last two with the shift in the world that you know, we see, we, and we hear a lot about gratitude, but would you say just, you know, taking time to say it out loud, to journal, just three things you're grateful for? Like what's an example that you give, or is it more complex in a yeah. sense? 
Yeah, I think uh, the more you do it, the more default it is, as in you will approach things from the view of gratitude. But to begin with and to have those baby steps, especially when we're going through a tough time, it can be very hard to find that, that energy. I do suggest the journaling piece, and it is three things that I generally suggest. And writing things down allows for things to become, it grounds it in reality. The thought is one thing and it is frequency and it is energy. And so, you know, if you've honed that in and you kind of are already living in that realm, thoughts alone can lift you up and can allow for that um, reciprocity to occur. But in the beginning, if we're really struggling, I suggest writing it down because it does make things more real, puts it out there in the universe, you know, in a more earthly manner. Um, and it could be as simple as I was able to get out of bed today. I can walk or I can write. It can be simple. I have the ability, you know, to have shelter over my head or a bed to sleep in. It doesn't have to be these grandiose ideas or things that we're grateful for. So start small. I think we have this idea that, it has to be complex for it yes. to work. And that's like on all areas of our life, right? Like we have to go at it from a hundred percent rather yeah. than focusing just on being 1% better every day. And so I feel like with gratitude, I'm glad you spoke about that because I, I come across so many people who are like, I need to be grateful for like what, like they start to, mm, they start to like hyperventilate, you know, they're sitting there and they're becoming overwhelmed. And it's like, hold on, wait a second. You could be grateful for just because, you know, maybe you like the way the carpet feels between your toes in the morning when you wake up <laughs> or you're grateful you have an alarm clock that wakes you up. Like, you know, you're grateful for technology to communicate with people from across the globe, making friendships. Simple. Yeah. Simple. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because two things on that. So one, if we're trying to force something and we're, or we're feeling guilty that we haven't done our gratitude practice or we're, oh, we just need to make this work. That's actually you're achieving the opposite of what you're trying to look for. We're talking about surrender and flow, and that's a big part of it, too. It doesn't always have to be go and force and I have to make this happen because then it's not enjoyable and then you're not sending out that right energy anyway. <laughs> So yes, approaching it from those small things and what you brought up is perfect. Those mindful moments. And that's another thing that we really talk about because it's so easy in our day to day to just be pulled in a hundred directions, especially if you're, you know, a parent and knowing that you can take a minute to just focus on your breathing and be grateful that you have that ability or feel the carpet between your toes. Those mindful moments are the best way to find that gratitude or just in general that get into that frequency, the higher vibrational frequencies. And how has mindfulness changed your life? I can't even describe, <laughs> especially being a mom. So, uh, you know, it's busy having young kids around the house and it's easy to just almost find this default rhythm of this is what is needs to happen this is how my day is going to look and or if you even have time to think about that and knowing especially with children how quickly they grow up I really knew that I needed to refocus on how can I you know squeeze the juice out of every moment because right now I'm taking everything for granted I'm focusing too much on work my life isn't balanced which I think is a uh, 
something that a lot of people struggle with. And not that balance is easy to attain or always going to be perfect every day or every month or every year. But finding those moments of mindfulness allow you to really find the joy in every moment, in those moments. Even if most of your day is full of you being distracted and having 100 things on your to-do list, if you can take five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes at night or wherever you can factor it in, that's another thing that we do focus on is building those routines and rhythms and systems to allow for you to make it a pattern and a habit. Um, but yeah, finding that those moments of mindfulness can really just bring you back to center, allow you to enjoy the moment so that you don't live in that regret of, oh, time is flying and I don't know where it's gone. It's it's not a badge of honor to be busy and not know where the time has gone, <laughs> you know? So if we can kind of refocus on how can I make the most of those moments, you're not going to have it all the time. But when you do, just find that juice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to balance, what, you know, what piece of advice, you know, to just give an example, do you normally share with your clients? Yeah, I, and it definitely does. I just quickly spoke on that, but building in those kind of ritual, I call it rituals because it's just got a richer feeling to it. And it's something that you really can enjoy and like dive into and, um you can share it with your family too so we do you know depending on what your morning routine is going to look like but we we have a morning routine and you can get your kids involved and you can make it a family in Daba so that even if you do have work that takes up eight hours of your day or what have you you still have those moments where you're finding that time for your family or whatever your balance looks like but having a system where you can, you know that you have your 10 minutes or half an hour in the morning and your half an hour at night to really get back to that grounded state and that place where you can dive inwards and understand where your emotions are and how you're feeling mentally and energetically and then share that with your family if that's something that you'd want to do. It's, it's a great way to kind of find that balance. And we talk about, we already touched on it a little bit, but balancing that masculine and feminine energy so not everything has to be a go and a rush and a hustle it's also taking those moments for play and for creativity and for surrender <laughs> so if you can find moments for both of those in the day that I think inherently allows for more balance yeah yeah I'm so glad that you touch on systems this is something um, that we just write down a goal and we don't care about the in-between. We're just trying to achieve the goal. But, you know, uh, thankfully by popular demand, there's a book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about systems. Mm -hmm. And so you see that it's not, let's leave the goal here for a second. And let's really, you know, in order to navigate to that goal and to build these habits, we need to build the systems around that. What's going to form the habit in the first place. And we forget about that because like you said, we're just, we're unable to find balance, first of all, to be mindful, to be the outsider looking in and really just taking a pause for a second. And, um, you know, but I see that as you form the systems, like you were saying that your life becomes more aligned and it becomes to shift 
And like the habit is so much easier to create. And then before you know it, you're not just hitting this goal. Now you're making other goals. Like you're building off of that goal. And now your life is just, you have opened so many new doors and it's unbelievable how the systems work. I totally agree. And I think that the systems provide the framework that become a default. So you don't have to use energy to think about it. It, and it also does not happen overnight. You know, one thing about habits too, as I'm sure you've also covered uh, through that book is you can't change your entire morning routine in a week. It's mm-hmm. build it slowly so that it's sustainable. And then once you have those sustainable habits and systems, it becomes the framework that allows you to find those moments of flow or those moments of creative. It allows you to relax into those moments more where you can find more balance because you know you have the systems that are always going to be the default and and that you rely on to make things tick, but that you can also enjoy those moments where you just let go. Yeah, yeah. And it makes the days where... I don't feel like doing it. It comes so natural and automatic because you've built these systems where you're just like, okay, I know if I don't do X, Y, Z, I also know I'm going to feel like this, but without needing to even go down that path, you already, it just comes naturally. And the, it's, and it, and it takes a lot of repetition. It's just repetition, repetition. You know, we think about it. Oh, having a kid, kid doesn't, you know, come out of our bellies already walking, they crawl, you know, well, they, they do tummy time and then they pursue to crawl and then they actually crawl and then they walk. Um, but you know, it's all that, those, that repetition trying, you know, that muscular development, and then, you know, it's muscle memory, same thing with us as adults. Yes, absolutely. And you know, you talk about that and that more relates to like the physical realm that you're in, but it's the same the same goes for emotion. We were just talking about the law of attraction. The more you practice gratitude, the more you practice that self-love piece, the more that you're living in those emotions, the more of a default it becomes. And then it, it just helps with resiliency. So when your day goes badly or you're having a bad month, you're able to handle it. You're more resourced because you have the structure in place and emotionally you're kind of living in that more, that states of, okay, can I learn from this? Can I reframe this? And it just becomes easier. It doesn't have to be hard. (laughs) We make, we complicate everything (laughs) as humans. (laughs) Now, when you talk about energy, And really, um, how does grounding have an effect with energy and alignment in our bodies? Yes, I love this. I find grounding is one of the building blocks. When I I first work with clients, you know, breath work and meditation, whatever your jam is, but grounding is, it's just one of those things that I think everybody can benefit from. So what it will do is just really help you to recenter. It helps you to feel more balanced. We're talking about balance and it helps you to find that space of alignment where you can really tap into the soul and the true self. Um, and so I'm not sure if you, you know, a, a good example of grounding is earthing or if you do a grounding meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what it really does, is just roots you down into, into the earth into this structure below us that provides us with so much stability and it really allows for us to bring that stability energetically into ourselves since we are energy beings 
Um, so helping you to feel less scattered and just more stable and resourced and steady and ready to take on the day. So I have a grounding practice every morning and the mornings that I don't do it, I notice, I know, I know that's what I need to go and do. And so you, we talk about our default. That's one of the things you just, you'll know when you're missing it because you, if it, if you have so much benefit from it. If you do do that as kind of a morning practice, for example. Yeah. So walk me through a scenario with a client when it comes to grounding. Um, how do you see that has benefited people that you've, you know, you've been able to work with? Yeah, for sure. I think, well, I primarily work with moms. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about being scattered and being pulled in a hundred directions. I mean, you can't even really finish one task without being called away to do something else. And so when there's so much going on in your environment physically, and you're also picking up on everybody's energy, and if somebody's having a bad day, it kind of can suck you into what grounding really helps you to do is know where your true north is and understand what energy you're putting out. Also understand you know, even on an emotional level where you're at. So you're not necessarily taking on everybody's stuff, not even realizing it, and then leading to an explosion of, of some kind <laughs> where you're just like, I can't take, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we all have those days, but um, for sure, it just helps you to be more resourced. And so for my mom clients, when you do have a lot going on around the house, and if you're a mompreneur, you're a working mom too, that's just added. And um, you're trying to do please everybody and, or do everything for everybody but it still allows you to be centered in you and know and and mindful too. know where you're coming where you're approaching things from so you're not just you know sailing in the winds of everybody else's <laughs> craziness yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know most of our not most i'm sorry i was gonna say most of our listeners are women but they know that um you know we have a, a very you know large percentage of the women who listen, who are moms and many of us, you know, feel mom guilt. Um, mm -hmm. like you said, we people please. And so, you know, what is your advice on that? Because, you know, I, I think it's way too easy for maybe you poured your child, the wrong cereal and you knew better and, oh, yeah. you know, they freak out and it's like, then you shame yourself. Like we are living in a society where, I mean, it's only gotten worse, right? Where we feel like we're judged for everything and let alone social media. Like you literally have to put disclaimers now. So people don't go report you to the police. Like it's gotten that extreme just because, well, may, you know, we have internet trolls. Yeah, that's okay. That's a thing. But the thing is that we as moms are like now, like we're, we have to live in this bubble when in a sense, it's not fair. I mean, yeah. we do so much, but you know, what are some, you know, you know, guide us through what, how did you overcome the mom guilt, you know, the people pleasing aspect of it all? Yes. Oh goodness. That is a, I could write a book about this. So <laughs> I'll try and break it up. So A, you are going to have those days and we all have those days and you are only human and you are not perfect. So if you do have those days where you may explode and scream at your child, where you swore you'd never be a screamer, give yourself grace. So we're looking at self-love and self-compassion and it really truly all comes back to the self. We are the hardest on ourselves. 
you know, your kids will still see you as their mom and still love you dearly. And you can admit that you're only human and that you shouldn't have reacted that way. So if there has been, you know, an eruption of sorts, it's about acknowledging it and being mindful of the fact that that happened. And yes, I can give myself grace and treat myself with compassion, the same compassion I would have for others who were maybe in the same position. And and have that conversation with your child. See them seeing you as imperfect is actually going to help them along their way because they know that it's okay, that they can make a mistake and remedy it if they take accountability for it, you know, and responsibility for it. So that's A, if that happens. B, in order for it not to happen as often, or if you'd like to feel more resource grounding, like we just talked about, developing your practice. So I always suggest for moms is having a bit of time for themselves. I, I, promote that happens in the morning it depends on your schedule and if your children are sleeping through the night but I think the morning is a great place where there's the most quiet that you can really move inwards and develop that practice whatever that looks like for you so that could be journaling or meditation or yoga or movement of any kind um, maybe it's even just sitting on your patio with a cup of tea in silence or reading a book so we've kind of find what works for everybody and that is where you kind of develop that routine of self-care because I've always maintained you cannot pull from, from an empty cup and I have made that mistake and it's not sustainable. When you are trying to please everybody you're and not pleasing yourself as much as you think, oh, well, this is my job, I have to self-sacrifice. And I think that's a part of the narrative for moms is we've been almost taught that you have to martyr yourself and you have to give up all of your identity. You're now a mom, so this is your primary. Yes, it's a primary responsibility, but you cannot show up as a fully resourced mom and wife and daughter if you are not looking after yourself. So taking those 10 minutes even, to yourself in the morning, half an hour if you can manage, an hour is even better, will help you to develop that um, resourcefulness where you've given yourself, you've poured into your cup, so now you can pour into others. And it also models for your children that they can do that for themselves. So for me, I had the biggest difficulty meditating because that's where I really find my resource, where, where I resource myself from. But with children, it can be difficult. And so I had this idea of this is what meditation has to look like. Mm. But you can also change that depending on where your children are at and what age they're at. It might not look like this perfect idea of sitting half an hour in silence. So how can you make it work for your lifestyle and where, what age your children are at? Um, and so I include my kids in the meditation. And so it's also modeling for them that they can take that 10 minutes for themselves. Or my oldest daughter was just telling me the other day, I'm really good at meditating. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> she, she's four, so she's really not. But in her mind, she's already developing that ritual, which I think yes. can serve them for, for the rest of their lives. So Yes, no, it, it's going to happen, but it doesn't have to happen as frequently if you are pouring from a full cup and you're giving yourself that time, that self-care, which is an act of self-love, um, which allows you then to show up more fully and be more present so that when your child freaks out about having the wrong bowl, you can take a second to take that breath 
before just reacting because you're frazzled and you can't take another whining child. (laughs) I love that you, you know, you really hit the nail on here about incorporating your child. And that's something as moms, we think, and I know personally, because I have never thought even to include my kids. I include my daughter um, in like my mirror rituals and like, she does it on her own now. Like she's four going on 16 and she'll pass every mirror and be like, and she'll kiss herself. And she's like, I love you. You're beautiful. And I'm like, so who's she talking to? Uh, Oh, she's talking to herself. She has the most confidence and that's what we strive for. Right. We want our kids not to repeat, um, you know, what we went through. I mean, not to say that, you know, what we did was wrong, but in a sense it was because, you know, many of us, we don't find, you know, sometimes we don't find self-love, self-acceptance later on in life. And, you know, at least to pass down to our child, you know, those, um, moments like developing that those habits early in life. And so the meditation is something I never even thought of. Um, so I love that you said that. Yes. And, and, and some wouldn't, and some may not even like that idea because it really is their moment to go in with. And so they do need the silence. And so, but find what works for you. I find affirmations are great with kids. And even, you know, I was talking about gratitude practice before bed, I'll ask what was the best part of your day or what was the worst part of your day? And we'll just have that chat. We'll open up the conversation so that they get in that habit of, asking themselves those questions or being grateful for the little things or affirming that they are strong and powerful and magical or whatever it might be that you choose to, to affirm with them. So yeah, I think it's, it's all around a benefit for the entire family. Yeah. Yeah. You also talk about, um, you know, doing, pursuing things outside your comfort zone. And, uh, this is something I really like to tackle on because we live in a state of comfort. If something's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. we'd rather not tackle it on. Yeah. And, um, that is how we are able to grow in life is to Uh, do the uncomfortable. Right. mm -hmm. So, you know, what things like what, how, how has living in your well, uncomfort zone helped you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. It is all about growth and it's really you know what it is it's the thought of it that's the scariest part it's when we take action even if it's just one step where you'll be able to see that it's not as scary as you thought it might be it always ends up that way it always ends up you saying Joseph what was I afraid of anyway because you took that step and in action you find the confidence in action you're able to see how capable you are And that grows confidence. I love that. I have one of my mottos is if it scares you, do it because you know it's it's in that zone of that looks scary that you're going to grow and that you need to run for it towards it, not away from it. (laughs) Because that's where the growth happens. Yeah. And and it's it always amazes me that we as humans are not, we're born with just two types of fears: the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And when you really think about it, you're like, okay, babies, if you jolt them, they start crying. And if you scream, they start crying. And yet we surround our entire being, our entire life around fear. That is not, it doesn't exist technically. It's 
irrelevant to us as humans, yet we give it the power and we, and, 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 and at any moment we can reclaim it back, but we rather hand it off, hand the baton and be like, it's okay. You could control my life. Just stay there because of comfort. Yes. Yes. And you hit it straight on there. We are very quick as a society to give away our power. And when we can really find alignment and get in touch with our true self and our soul self, we can regain that power and know that at any time we can change, we can change the story, we can change the narrative and we can change what's happening in our lives. Uh, So I really think that's an important point that you just made there. Yeah. Yeah. And with, you know, with your Reiki, right? That's how you pronounce. I always pronounce it incorrect. (laughs) Let me make sure I'm pronouncing this right. (laughs) Um, You know, when it ties it all in together, um, you know, how do you feel that it has improved the life of others? Yeah. So, you know, we were just talking about giving away our power and um, I feel like Reiki, if you know the chakra system, so Reiki is essentially energy work where you use source energy to, to help with alignment of the energy body. And that helps to find, you know, balance the energy system and find healing. And so what is interesting is that a lot of things can happen, be happening on that energetic realm because it's so subtle we don't even know long before it manifests into anything more mentally emotionally physically and so if you kind of attack it from that energy world you're you're preempting any kind of illness or you know um you can it can promote better sleep or improve your mood um it can help with pain relief so there's a lot of benefits to reiki but if we look at just the main energy centers, so the chakra centers, we're looking at balancing those and finding more alignment. And when you have alignment in those main energy centers, especially, you can feel more grounded. You can feel more powerful, you know, from that solar plexus. You understand where and what you want to achieve and how you want to create and what you can feel more compassion for yourself and others. And you can speak more of your truth through the the throat chakra and um, third eye, you know, develop your intuition and so on. So there's a lot of benefit to it if you're just alone looking at those seven major energy centers in the body if you're familiar with the chakra system and so especially with that root chakra finding more of that safety and security and understanding that you have what it takes and you are able just because you're on this earth you know you you are a gift you are a gift and coming at everything from that place of security can change your world you know, I, I was listening to, um, a podcast the other day and, you know, we are either out of alignment because we complicate life. And she had said, think of it this way. We are essentially living on a rock, you know, (laughs) in outer space, (laughs) traveling in, in just space. Right. Yet we think either one, we are more important than the person right next to us, or we believe we are less than it doesn't matter. But the point is, is that we're still on the same, you know, 
rock, you know, <laughs> meteor, whatever you want to call it, rock, you know, just floating and moving in space. Mm-hmm. Yet we think, you know, we don't really break it down that way that at any given moment it can explode. It can crash it and we're done and never again. our existence no, no longer matters. Um, and so, you know, and she was saying just to really embrace, you know, your life as is and allow your body to be in alignment with not just, you know, the earth, but the, the energy around you. And when you start to do that, it changes who you are. Yes. And it really kind of is a good segue into the idea of unity consciousness, which is a really big idea that we don't have the time necessarily to get into today. But you are me and I am you and we are all energy and all connected. So whether you think you're superior or inferior, essentially, we're all operating from the same system on this rock that's sliding, (laughs) you know. And again, that's where the law of attraction also comes into place because it's what you're putting out that's going to come back to you. So yeah, it's a very interesting and deep discussion that maybe we can have another day. <laughs> another day. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, that's that's something big right there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, when it comes to your coaching, because I do want to hit on this, because I will have all her information in the synopsis of this episode as well on my uh, social media account. But, um, you know, do you offer the online classes? What is, how, how do you go about, you know, coaching and is that something you do online? Um, you know, yeah, for sure. I think that's also, maybe if we could look at any gifts from the pandemic, the gift of going online. (laughs) So you Mm -hmm. can work really with anybody across the globe. It's a good thing. Oh, we always had that technology, but it's just more accepted now. So yeah. Um, one-on-one containers and then my group container will be coming out in the fall. So, um, you know, working with moms to really kind of from that base level, understand and reconnect to themselves and then from that place really guide them into from a place of alignment creating the life that they want so it's a that's a very short synopsis it's a you know we dive deep into a lot of aspects from that physical mental emotional and energetic um, realm but you learn a lot about yourself and then from that place you can kind of look at where you want to go and really start to manifest it it's all about magic (laughs) really it's all about magic but we do build it around systems and routines and understanding and self-love and compassion and you know finding what what your self-care looks like so i love it and i have a few tips if you if you want me to give some tips to your readers just as something that they can actually take with them today so that they can start kind of tapping into all this goodness that we've been talking about. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Whatever you feel like sharing. Yeah, for sure. So I just really more so when we talk about kind of being more resourced and finding that time for yourself and pouring from a full cup and, um, you know, practicing kind of like that mental hygiene and energetic hygiene. uh, We look at the routine. So around that, you can look at satisfying your basic needs. I think for every human, we need to satisfy our basic needs. So that comes down to nutrition and sleep. When we are busy moms and we have young children, I think even if you can do that, that's a good baseline because sometimes our sleep goes out the window and our nutrition goes out the window. And it's very easy to get that, um, to get that right. So if you can focus on that and then not 
be hard on yourself if you can't get the laundry done or you don't have time to do the dishes or the house doesn't look perfect, that is enough. Um, another tip is to check in with yourself emotionally. So what I do with my clients is a part of the morning routine is looking at the wheel of emotion. You can even Google that, the wheel of emotion and just really identifying where you're at and then allowing yourself to identify where you are can help to regulate emotions and just find that self-awareness. So if you're having a bad day, you, you know where it's already coming from and also you can change the story like we talked about. So it's, you can journal about it or even if you just identify simply how you're feeling, that's good enough. Finding time to relax is third. So we talked about finding that surrender and finding that flow and a way to manage that stress when we're being pulled in a hundred different directions and our boundaries are being crossed and we're trying to satisfy everybody else's needs. Finding that time to relax or find play. And if you have children, we can access this more easily because that, that's all, that's their language. Play is their language. So <laughs> that's a gift that you can look at. Um, number four is to find that movement so whether it's a walk in nature and we talked about grounding walking in nature is one of the best ways to ground or you have your yoga practice or whatever you can find time for so movement is the body needs it so if you can do that and then the last tip is finding that level of self-trust and how i work with my clients in doing that is to develop their intuition and so really getting in touch with their in our guidance system so we're not taking what everybody has to say as gospel we are truly aligned with what's right for us mm -hmm. yes <laughs> well thank you for that thank you for sharing i love that i hope you guys take a second to write those down and um you know i i think we as moms need that and it sometimes we just need that reminder or that in a sense okay it's okay to do X, Y, and Z because you need it. You're going to benefit and you're going to show up better for mm -hmm. your kids and your spouse and mm -hmm. ultimately yourself. And when you're, you know, when you're better, you know, you walk in with purpose and you no longer feel like, you know, the house is collapsing and the laundry's backed up and everything feels like it's just a mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so is there anything else? I know you also have things you wanted to talk about. I know we're, you know, with time here, but um, is there anything else you feel like sharing um, anything on your heart or anything else that, you know, you did want to speak on? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and it's quite simple, but it can take a while to learn and understand is that you sincerely have all the answers. So when you have, when you suffer from that self-doubt or you suffer from everybody else's opinion is more valid than mine, it, it can be overwhelming to go day to day and make those decisions. And if you are a mom, you doubt everything you're doing with your children because you hope that they turn out right and you're Googling everything, but you have those answers. So if you do have the time carved out in your day to just get in touch with your heart and everything starts from the heart. I really truly believe that. And if you can let your heart guide you, you have those answers and you can find those answers and you can, you know, live from that place, which will just make everything flow and feel so much easier. Yeah. That's, ooh, self doubt. That's a whole nother topic on its own. <laughs> that's a whole. <laughs> 
that needs a whole hour. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, I know I warned you about this in the beginning, but you know, what's the quote that you would like to share? Yes. This quote will go back to kind of what we talked about throughout the whole um, episode, but the quote is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he has amazing quotes if you look up. But this one especially, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. And so I think the world needs this right now. And especially, you know, even in our individual lives on our day-to-day where everything is just so busy, adopting that pace of patience can allow for more of that self-compassion and self-love and allow you to give out more of that compassion to the world around you. Yes. I don't even, I don't even want to extend from that because that's just <laughs> a perfect ending. Um, patience. Yes. Yeah. Something we all can contribute um, mm-hmm. and that we all need um, and really just focus on the now and living in the present moment and just being patient with, you know, and controlling the things within our control. And then life becomes less hectic and more enjoyable. So that's right. Which is, that's what it's, we're meant to enjoy this. Yes. Yes. It's meant to be fun. Yes. We're not here forever. So we're supposed to enjoy and just embrace being in the moment. Um, So where can they find you on social media? So tell yeah. us all the good details. I know I'll have it in the bottom in the comments, but I want to hear from you that way, you know, they can hear it as well. Yeah. The best way to find me is on Instagram. So it's at meta, M-E-T-A wellness underscore and or uh, metawellness.net is the website. And then from there, email and so on. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Any Facebook or just, just Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I love, and, I, I love Instagram. It's so yeah. much easier. Yeah. <laughs> and um on my website if you are looking for that to incorporate that grounding aspect into your day i do have a download for a free grounding meditation so you can grab that beautiful okay i'll even i'll link all of that in the comics on the comics comments below um but it really was just a pleasure speaking to you and you know thank you for taking your time giving us your time and time we know the one, the precious gift that we can give another human. So I really do appreciate you being on the podcast and may you continue to empower um, more mothers along the way in their journey and really allowing women to live with purpose, but also embrace, you know, their true authentic self. So well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. So stay tuned for more. Bye. Before I let you guys go, let me drop off some discount codes. First and foremost, let me remind you all that I am a coach advisor on the First Form app, and I coach clients all year long, 365 days, not just when there is a First Form challenge. This is a platform that I use for one-on-one coaching and, you know, keeping you all accountable and helping you reach your goals. So you can download the First Form app through your Apple or Android store. And 
add me, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com or Desiree Toppings, and we will get you started on your journey. Okay. But we do have a direct link to supplements for the first form online shop. And that can be found in the description of this podcast below. Now, next on the list is Born Primitive. Get your hands on the best athletic wear on the planet. Head on over and get your hands on the new swimwear that was just launched. The direct link is below in the description. And next we have Wad and Done. Stop tearing, save your hands, and I promise you that you will thank me later. But honestly, I have not torn in almost two years now and my hands could not be happier. So save using Treasures 10 at checkout. Next on the list, get your hands on the cutest headbands, whether it's for workouts or everyday wear at Maven Threads. At checkout, you can use Self Love Effect 15. Lastly, we have the Self Love Effect shop. And you can save using selfloveeffect.checkout. Get your hands on some self-love effect merch. And if you guys need anything, as always, do not hesitate to contact me through email, desiree.selfloveeffect.com. I am here to help you, and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.